0: We've entered our middle
1: age We're in our Grammichi stage (laughs) (laughs) Comfort is king,
0: Mark That's going to be my show subtitle Um,
1: (laughs) Get a good laugh what you do is you invite Dave Carney to brunch. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> right off the airport to have brunch with Dave Carney
0: at Tyler Wells' restaurant.
1: <laughs> we have an opportunity, I think, to mature a little bit, to grow into ourselves. Slow down. Be a little Slow down. bit less,
0: down. Go be a little,
1: a little bit slower. Less... <laughs> yeah, a little
0: slower. A little look more. at me, look at me, look at me. Oh, oh. Hey,
1: welcome back. 9,000 episode 181 Peace sloth. So nice to be with you, Mark. Back, been a minute. Back in the rumpus room. <laughs> mm-hmm. You are looking well. Oh, thanks. Um, three weeks in Europe, Mark. If only I'd Looks worn Looks my... good on you.
0: <laughs> if only I'd worn my Grammicis.
1: Grammicis. Uh, those probably would have been a hit in Italy. Gramici. Yeah, maybe,
0: maybe
2: that's.
1: I think the time. story is that the guy who designed mm-hmm. the pants, his name was Graham, and just as a joke among his climbing buddies, they started calling him Grammici.
0: I like this sort of middle-aged dad, this slow morph you're making into like actual, mm, practical man wear. Practical man wear. Practical Colorado-based man wear. Uh, these
1: pants are not a Colorado company.
0: Yeah, but they're no, they're they're like a Coloradan would wear some tactical gusseted crotch climbing pants.
1: But do you see that I've purposefully? I think what drew me to them is that they're oversized. They look like skate pants from
0: twenty years Liner ago. Too. I had I had a green pair and I had a, ta- a khaki pair and I had khaki shorts.
1: See, I remember you're, you're uh,
0: seeing well, all with that your gusseted crotch. With, you got that a little. Uh, Cinch belt. It is, and, belt. and it and it and it's they're big, so it flaps down, and you got that tiny little red logo on. I knew exactly what what's those funny about when the I red logo right is it, in.
1: it almost looks like an insane clown posse. Mm-hmm. I wonder if these insane clown posse like took their logo inspiration from this because it's essentially their logo is this guy, but he's got a meat cleaver in his hand, which you know, of course, Mark, being the juggler that you are. <laughs> I found these pants. We were shopping in Los Angeles, down on like Melrose area, I think.
0: Good God!
1: Or I think that's where we were. We were do looking. They, do
0: they still make these pants? Because I have several pairs
1: up in the mountains. You should go to Gramici dot com because I've. Oh, See, I just found these uh, at a vintage store, and I kind of put them on as a lark. But then I, I immediately was like, "Oh no, I, I need these pants."
0: Oh yeah, they're they're still viable.
1: I'm thinking about ordering a second pair, Mark.
0: Y- you should get the shorts. I could see you in the I shorts. Don't know if I'm the shorts guy. Yeah, I mean, that's I, true. You my legs watch.
1: aren't quite as nice as yours.
0: One ten. Oh, they've gone up. Yeah, but they are. I think
1: they're made ethically, right? Maybe. Who knows? Organically. These are organic cotton, and these ones seem pretty old. You can tell someone was actually rock climbing on them too. Look, there's like a rip. Oh yeah. On the cuff. I <laughs> th- th- mean, mine are all paint splattered. And- of course they are, Mark. You get stuff done. You're Maybe. that kind of guy. I am. So, yes, Mark, I do have some Grimichis. Yeah. It's, it's, this Thank is re- you for uh, I mean, opening the door long for Long-time
0: listeners may... I don't know if we've ever discussed it on the show, but if you so go back to... It's a sensitive
1: the, subject. Yeah, very sensitive. Well, you freaked I out. I took
0: a lot of flack for wearing those pants back in the magazine days.
1: I think the flack was more for you talking incessantly <laughs> about the gusseted crotch. <laughs> I think what happened is I heard you, you were like you'd spread your legs a bit and you are like, see the gusseted crotch, <laughs> like the gusseted crotch. Those pants might've gone unnoticed if you had hadn't I, said gusseted That might crotch. get me canceled in today's
0: market. I think you can say gusseted crotch. No, the spreading of the legs to say it.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, we've told the story on this podcast of when I was, you say I'm wearing practical menswear. I liked impractical clothing for a while. I was wearing really, really tight jeans at one point at dining out you were yeah. like tight black jeans and I, I remember I was in the pit with the, the design pit talking to Danielle and Chauncey Chauncey? And my, he oh. might have he might have come on as you were leaving yeah Um he, to be sure he knew the legend of Mark Brush we did not let that uh die but I was like this I was I had my leg up on a chair I was talking through something with them you ripped it? the pants just <laughs> burst open they just exploded <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh. uh, it was something else. I remember those days. Very good. Very good thing. I was wearing underpants.
0: You wore a lot of uh, tank tops. No,
1: I don't think I ever wore a tank top. Yeah, you, the did. you had a couple. I think maybe sometimes in our weekend recording sessions. No, yeah. I'd be wearing a striped tank top. Yep, perhaps.
0: striped tank top. You had a Nuggets jersey, I think, at one point.
1: Oh, that was like a practice jersey or a Nuggets
0: practice yeah. jersey. Tight jeans, dirty jeans. Dirty jeans. That's
1: what you remember is dirty jeans. I remember
0: you wearing a lot of dirty jeans. I don't even
1: know what you're talking about. Dirty jeans? It just looked dirty. All right. Well, I remember you always looking very clean,
0: Mark. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was gusseted. You were gusseted. Oh, boy. It's good to be back on the mic. It's been a while. Two, it, if I'm reading this correctly, two months ago was our last episode.
1: I know. We're slipping.
0: 180 oil. Well, summertime. A lot of things are going on.
1: There was a time when we would release two episodes in a single day. Mark. God, I remember those days. We were young. We were. We were vital.
0: Now I'm traipsing through Europe. What have you done this summer?
1: Well, I went to Los LA- Angeles.
0: Oh, you went to Los Angeles. Well,
1: specifically let's just- <laughs> to look for some Grimiches. <laughs> <laughs> no, but LA was fun. We, we have...
0: Well, let's jump right to that in the show, Doc. I'm going to take you to the ranch if you want to follow along at home there's a nice picture here of several important people in the history of our show
1: yep you've got two natch ranchers looking at together in front of so we saw the venerable tyler wells former coffee czar of los angeles what was our
0: nickname for him t-dubs
1: no tw rad Rad. well he carved that into the side of his head not his skin like into his hair buzzed it tw on one side Rad, Rad. rad on the other Nice. I think the picture is still floating around somewhere. Uh, but so Tyler...
0: I want an update on Tyler because when I last left him, he was sort of building a coffee empire and then a restaurant empire. And I think maybe the coffee thing's gone, maybe.
1: Not so much in the coffee game anymore, but he has...
0: One or two locations. A
1: restaurant of- in LA called All Time. Yeah. That we had never eaten at. So we took two meals there. Oh, did you? fantastic restaurant excellent food great is he staff. on
0: site as a proprietor
1: he's wandering the room he's working the oh, room i love it. chatting with everyone how's your meal how's your meal it was fantastic how's your mother how's your mother till i said hi yeah <laughs> it was it was great meal um the first time we went there first thing pretty much from the airport we went right to all time oh geez kind of for a late brunch oh. and if if you want to get a good laugh what you do is you invite dave carney to brunch <laughs>
0: Oh my god. <laughs> right off the airport to have brunch with Dave Carney at Tyler Wells' restaurant. Yeah, I, mean, I imagine we just- Tyler Wells' restaurant having a hip factor. Uh
1: it is um
0: being some sort of a destination for you, people there was in a the line know?
1: that and that made me laugh too i was like oh dave is gonna he is gonna love this <laughs> a line for brunch it's oh like the most my. anti-carny thing i can think oh, of.
0: oh you've made this you've made my day all right so from there
1: so uh, we just we, we actually know a lot of people in la it turns out so we were just trying to figure out like we wanted to try and see everyone so i was like oh dave come right. meet us for lunch or for brunch.
0: Had he ever met? that? Th- they knew of each other. Had they, they knew met of him? each other.
1: I think Tyler, I think Dave each had other? bought a bag of coffee once from Tyler's place or something. Oh. I think uh, So they actually got to meet and shake hands. Hmm. Tyler was really excited because he's he was a skate rat growing up. Loved Big Brother. So that was a fun moment. Caught up with Dave.
0: He's I'm sure Dave was ex- just thrilled to meet new people. No, Dave is a lot of fun. Oh, good. He,
1: he's, he's like a lovable crank at times. I mean, he's not yeah. even all that cranky. He's like, I want this to know is... what he's doing, too. But okay, so Tyler's in the restaurant game. He's in the restaurant game.
0: Now, is he sort of front of house, or is he also still cooking?
1: No, he's not cooking. Okay. He's managing work in the room, fine-tuning the experience.
0: Does he still have a better half who is a wine expert and all of that? Uh, that?
1: Ashley is a partner in the restaurant as well.
0: Um, and are they partners?
1: Yes. they. We, we visited their home. They have a home. It's kind of, uh, I forget the name, Alta Vista. Is that right?
0: It's like a little bit that outside is of br- L. A., That's it's a browser
1: named after the neighborhood where Tyler maybe, lives. Maybe, Uh in th- that lovely part of L.A. L.A.'s okay. a f- interesting place. There's, I mean, but he is married or not married? They are married.
0: Mm, children?
1: <laughs> no children. Okay. A dog.
0: So he's, he's 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 a family-ish man with a restaurant game.
1: Consummate host. He look had us over just, to his house. Look at him. He's looking for, great. That hair. Pizza. Pizza. He has a wood-burning pizza oven outside. He makes he, does. makes, he made some like kind of Neapolitan-esque pizza. We saw a huge bull snake in his yard. It almost bit me. Jeez. Almost bit Ari first, and then I was like getting up close to it. And it <laughs> uh, really? It was big. It was like big around as my arm. It was like a boa, <laughs> boa bull snake. Good God. So, I mean, that was exciting. The wilds of LA. Great to see Tyler. I've known him a really long time. He's
0: looking hale and hearty and.
1: Love that guy. Good dude.
0: And there's Dave.
1: He was great. And so here's what's funny. I can, I mean, there's lots of funny things.
0: So you had, you dined with Dave at Dave the restaurant. Dave had already eaten.
1: Oh. So Dave just had some wine and watched us eat. Okay. Uh, some rosé, I believe. And uh, kind of caught us up on like his lovely wife, Tanya, who mm-hmm. we dined with years and years ago in LA.
0: And she's in the art exhibition game. She is works
1: for a company that moves art around. Yeah, so he on. was he was telling us kind of like how horrible that was during the pandemic and how Ooh. incredibly out of touch super wealthy people are uh. about like what was possible while the world was locked. Oh, down. so she
0: does that. I th- she also would do you know go to Art Basel and
1: well, sit. yeah, she goes to those two. She was actually in Switzerland in, at Art, isn't it Basel? Depends on T- depends on if you're Rick Bayless. Or- so she <laughs> she was at Art Basel, so she didn't join us. But Dave is a. Uh, he was. He's working for. Yeah, what is he up to? He's involved in roller skating game. Right there's a like a roller skating magazine called Phantom coming out.
0: I want pictures of Dave in the. Dave
1: does not roller skate. I he want lends, Dave roller skating. He lends his vast expertise in the publishing game. Ah. Currently, he was also working with Cream. They relaunched that music uh, magazine. I think Cream. you told me that.
0: So, so not so much the ad game. Which he dallied in, if to no, that. I don't think so. Just kind of publishing and the,
1: the sh- few, the few bold individuals out in the world who still want to throw money into publishing magazines. Find Dave Cardi. They need Dave's help because he he knows how to do it. But he knows how to do it. Not a lot. Not a lot of pretense. No bullshit with Dave. He's going right. to tell you what you're doing right, what you're doing
0: wrong. Right. Okay.
1: Always good to see Dave. And then we're outside. But he's being his own man. He's. I don't think he knows any other I don't way. I think he
0: does any other way, and he's making it work.
1: He is. Uh, so then, we were outside after we had our nice meal. How are his dogs? The wiener dogs are good. Okay. Yeah. Um, is
0: that project? I haven't checked in on that in a while. Acid Invader.
1: Oh, he's still collaging. Really? Yeah. I think he's had some. He's had so. He's some done of so his collages many. have been on the bottom of skateboard decks and stuff. You know. He part- yeah. I think. He had an I think whalecock skateboards point. is still kind of knocking around. Okay. There's a lot going on.
0: Irons in the fire. Yep. Amassing a repertoire of opportunity and (laughs) brand awareness. Never were truer words spoken, Mark. More hot air has yet to come out of a man's mouth. But
1: this is the funniest part is that well, I mean it looks like Dave's
0: Dave's leaning on some sort of motorized bicycle. Is that his?
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, he drove he has a an Impreza. I was I was actually
0: is that in the photo? Uh,
1: no, it was parked across the street. Uh, but I saw it and I was immediate. I don't know if you remember, but when my first son Elias was a baby, we had an Impreza. You did an Outback Impreza. It was a turbo. It had this insane sound system. We <laughs> bought it. We bought it used, but it was like and it was a stick. It was so cool, huh. but it was only two door, and it was just impossible. Yeah. So whenever I see a nice Impreza. Brings back memories. A little wistful, not yep. going to lie. But uh, as we were kind of walking with Dave toward his car, after, after we'd eaten someone, this guy was riding past on a bicycle, and he, and he had a skateboard kind of strapped to the back, but he er, stopped. Like, are you Dave Carney? And Dave was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like How often does this happen, Dave? Yeah. Every day, he said. Something. no, But it was funny to, to be in L.A., with a, with a celebrity and yeah, have that celebrity yeah, be stopped on the street by a, a fan who actually was uh, involved. There was, a, I think, a group of skaters out of Boston called themselves Fancy Lad. I don't know if they had like a, <laughs> a, a company, gr- <laughs> but they would make these videos. They would kind of, you know, do inventive things to skateboards, like put hinges you on them. You are taking
0: stuff. me down memory lane because now I'm wondering what Spencer Hamilton's up to.
1: You know, I haven't really talked to him since we talked to him right with Mark Bittman, but i I check in every once in a while. Is he
0: healed and performing?
1: He's on the top of his game. Oh, glad to hear it. He is skating in New Balance shoes these days, I believe. They have a robust and uh, really, yeah, they have they have a good skate program. They have a lot of nice skate shoes. Wow. Okay. So, so look for that out on the. Skates. I will.
0: I'll get right on that with my Gramiches.
1: You got to have the Gramiches. So yeah, that was good. Saw Dave. So our friends Aaron and Noah, saw J.C. and Sybil. Do you remember J.C. of mm-hmm. Stop Smiling? smiling. And now Hat and Beard Press.
0: And they're all living in L.A. or around it. All
1: these people live in L.A. Are they and liking I, it there or not? Uh, what's the, what's
0: uh, L.A. like these days, Josh?
1: Housing is prohibitively expensive, right? I think it's like hard to find. Like, if you wanted to buy a place there, you'd you'd really have to
0: have a lot of money. Well, there's there's. People are fleeing the coasts, fleeing California, and coming to places like this. And now our housing is prohibitively expensive. But I'm just wondering, yeah, what's the vibe like? I don't know. It was
1: pretty relaxed when we were out there. I did, like. I like
0: because like San Francisco has sort of deteriorated rapidly.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, when we were we drove around Silver Lake. I think
0: that used to be a hot spot. If
1: and I believe, I feel like I remember seeing some some tent city activity there. <clears throat> it, it didn't feel dissimilar from Denver in that sense. Yep. But the have you been, have you spent a lot of time in L.A.? A
0: little bit. Because it's a like
1: a bunch of little cities kind of sure. squished together and the yeah. roadways are intense, the highways are
0: intense. Driving, driving, driving. You must have rented a car.
1: All right, so we used that service Turo, I think it's called. Oh,
0: yeah, we did that once.
1: And it was cool. I mean, this really nice guy, We for the price of like a Corolla at Enterprise, we were able to get a, a BMW SUV. The guy picked us up. And it was great. And then as we're driving, we just start noticing there's this smell in the car. Oh, God. And for a long time, we thought it was like, kind of smelled like BO a little bit, but it was just like persistent. I, I Febrezed the whole inside of the car and just, it would oh, not go away. Where is and then, this going? Then I came to realize like that it was more centralized to the trunk. Oh, no. And, like, someone, whoever had had it before had tried to wedge something into the back. Like, it had leather seats, and someone, had like, was shoving something in there, and so they'd scuff the seats to hell. I mean, it was really kind of depressing in that sense. But I, I something, some sort of oil, I think, Something, you know, like, sometimes oil you just can't get rid of. Mm. I couldn't find any spots, but something smelled in the back.
0: What did you tell him?
1: Yeah, we told the guy, but I mean he was he felt really bad and he wanted to he said he would come and take the car and get it clean. Well, I, I just
0: want to tell him so he doesn't put it on you, right? But
1: No 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 he was great. He was cool and he felt no. really bad and it but it it flavored the whole trip because we you know the olbus? Do you ever buy Olbus? The it's like a an no. oil an essential oil blend. I you can kinda of like hold it under your nose. It's like mentholy. No. You don't know about olbus? No. Someone in the in the, <laughs> the <laughs> is this CBG? a real thing? I think it's O-L-B-A-S. Getting a weird echo out of these goddamn headphones. This like,
0: mic. This mic. There's something weird with this mic. This is true. I think it's the loose wires rattling around in that cage. Alright, what about Olbus? It smelled like Olbus?
1: No, but I I travel with Olbus because I'll oh I'll God. I'll douse my fingers in the soil and I'll smear it in my <sighs> mustache so that I'm like Breathing nice. So you were cranking that old bus onto no, your so stash. so everyone, everyone became reliant on the old bus. Everyone, before we get in the car, would put it on their mm. fingers and like, smear it all over their upper lip. That's too bad. And then we had like an air freshener, a cinnamon air freshener. So it was still it was a bad couldn't smell. eradicate it. Yeah. In fact, I went to, we have like those Patagonia bags. Those like, Nikki and I travel with, they're like big backpacks with lots of compartments. They're a travel bag that Patagonia makes. I went and opened the container that has them reeked of this smell. I'm going to have to get those things dry cleaned because they were in the trunk of this car, man.
0: You open the container that has them. So we came
1: home, emptied our suitcases, and then I put them like in a Rubbermaid and throw oh, them up in the closet.
0: So I, I oh, opened I it because I was looking for something. And so you know, the smell lingers. Smell lingers. So That's worse than my smell linger, which is the backpack that I took to Europe. Mm-hmm. All the kids, everybody had their own luggage. We sort of instructed them, this is three weeks of independent travel. We're going to be ro- moving around. Don't overpack. Did you check bags? We checked bags. One bag. whatever. (laughs) We had nice flights, though. There was no... Anyway. um, You don't check
1: a bag. (laughs) What, are you bringing snorkeling
0: equipment? So, different kids, you know, some of them are more into their outfits than others, but we said we're going to do laundry while we're going. It's a long trip. Um... I, however, brought my backpack that I had gone around the world with, ah, which still has the faint smell of Ganesh and his body odor when he was our porter. And oh, like he sweat in it? He I'm sweat sweating. all over it going up the hill in Nepal,
1: oh, in the Himalaya,
0: and you know it's 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 a smell, but it's not. I I can live with it just fine. It reminds me of Ganesh, and Ganesh one-eyed. Had on like pair of New Balance and mountaineered up the... That was all
1: he, all he had on was a pair of New Balance and he only had one eye. Was he dress pants, dress, pants, dress and pants and a dress
0: shirt. He wore dress pants up a mountain? Yep. And our guide wore dress pants, dress shirt, dress shoes, and like Ray-Ban sunglasses. He went mountaineering in dress shoes? That's what they do. It's, it's just part of like, they're going to work. They want to look decent. Huh. Bizarre. These aren't like hardcore Sherpa that take you up Everest. I see. They're more like Kathmandu people that. Okay. But it was anyway, that's my smell story. I like Lugget, that story. It sounds like you were
1: wishing story. you had some
0: Gramichis. <laughs> On Excellent that trip, I should have. I didn't. I, I I nerded it out and had the zip off. What do you call those?
1: <laughs> oh, you had those like convertible short pants? Convertible
0: oh. short pants with the zip. Yep. Oh, nice. It was good, good, a good solution for that trip.
1: Yeah, because I mean, you got to be able to show some the, I mean, Look at your leg right now; it's fully trips. extended right now. <laughs> I wish we had the gam cam going because you are toes are pointed. You, all you have to do is talk about shorts. The thought of your legs being exposed and up she goes. Gam cam.
0: Oh boy! All right, I am glad to hear those ranchers are doing well. What's they gonna? What, what are they? How do they want to contribute to the Natch enterprise these days?
1: They both. I had to talk them out of making a financial contribution. They love the podcast so much, so.
0: That's nice. We w- um, wouldn't accept. Of
1: course not. Of course. Not. But great seeing them. Uh, I saw. I I saw my friend Angela, who is a a character in Sweet Nothings. Mark, I don't know. You probably remember the you, movie version, the, the teleplay version.
0: I have, I have, I've seen several versions, haven't I?
1: Yeah, she's a character in Alamosa, my forthcoming experimental novel. Oh Jesus. <laughs>
0: But, where where are we in the development of that?
1: Uh, oh, dude, I'm first draft is about God I'm about twenty pages out. I'm close. That's close. I just well, I don't know how many pages is it. I want it to sit right at one hundred and fifty, right at the edge of novella well, and novel. What is one one hundred and fifty? What paperback. kind of
0: pa- you you've sized this and know what a page would be? Well, I on, use Scrivener based on word count.
1: No, no. Well, count and also like Scrivener. Uh, Scrivener? What are you talking it's about? It's a, it's a, like a... Do they make Albus? It's a program. It's like a fancy word processor. Everyone's using it. I've used it to write my screenplays. Ah. And then I, but it's cool. It has like... I see. So you just... Like you can create note pages. You can... Oh, nice. But you can tabulate, I think, based on what size you want it to... B sure, like trade paperback, and it'll reconfigure. So, you got a there.
0: 150 page trade, so you've got 130 in the bag. Yep, Josh, good for you. Thank you. I just need to, and all versions of this are called Sweet Nothings. No, no, no. This book is called Alamosa.
1: Oh, and I've purchased the URL alamosa.xyz. <laughs> I
0: was about to say, I don't think alamosa.com is available, but it's gonna gov. be,
1: it's gonna be a uh, you should have. An interactive experience in a way you could just sit and read the book and you'll be fine. But, um, there are like there's what a if- lot, there's a lot of like pop culture that was pivotal to me at the time. Oh, I remember like you told music me this. and movies and stuff that are kind of like strung throughout, not in like a like Joyce and ob- oblique way necessarily. But
0: you're gonna, we're gonna bake it in there to an experience. Well, I was gonna on a try website. and make it so
1: that. It, there's like i think the technology exists you don't even need qr codes so you you just had a app or like a rich web chat, web web chat thing open you could point it at any page and there it would like bring up possible links that you could open to videos so like and if i mention songs? a song yep it's not like i'm going to upload the song to my website and send you there it'll just i'll just put a youtube link in to someone else's version
0: oh yeah I can
1: play it there and then i can probably automate things so if like certain links go dead i can have them well, this is a whole
0: thing. Like, uh, this, 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 this raises questions about the strategy post-completion after these yes. 20 pages. Yes. Farm it out. Self-publish. I had the thought I could self-publish,
1: but I also feel like I have a few connections that could maybe help me with this, like, technical side of it.
0: And at some point, you were going to get a copy editor in there.
1: Oh, there's this wonderful- that woman. Kirsten,
0: you're gonna pay her to
1: edit it for you. I I think she still will. I just missed that deadline, and she was busy anyway. So, but I I follow up with her because she, she was awesome. She helped uh, bring Age of Invisible Machines into fruition. <laughs> Bestseller. Bestseller. Mark.
0: Here, here. Here, here. Good news all around. To publishing. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: Let's get into it. Publishing. I mean, publishing. Yeah. Oh uh-huh. yeah, but I
1: got I did get to see my old friend Angela and catch up with her, hmm. and it was really nice. The kid I've always, I've always like knew that the kids would really enjoy talking with her because she's hilarious. Oh. and she's she, well, how did she put it? She said she's essentially as the mind of a fourteen-year-old boy. So, Uh-oh. so she and Ari bonded over horror movies. She and Elias talked a lot. About she a made fun of me a bit. Jazz
0: fusion. Yeah, it was good stuff.
1: So it was nice seeing everyone, and then we capped it off with. Two magical days at the Magic Kingdom. God damn you. Why do you keep going
0: back to that place?
1: Well, here's the deal, man. We, got, we got in touch with our- Don't
0: you know that, that, that Ron DeSantis disapproves of their-
1: I know, I know. That was my favorite part about it. <laughs> and actually- He went on, there with a the son and said, fuck Ron! Well, good on them. They It was Pride Month and they had like, all their stores had like big- Oh, nice. Big bountiful displays of like rainbow pattern Lilo and Stitch- stuffies like all kinds of cool stuff God. so we celebrated that and like brainwashing the we got America. the we got the little C. have you ever done the motion sickness patch thing i've heard of such a thing
0: i see people wearing them
1: yeah it was like a little dime sized sticker we put Nikki and i each put one behind our ear uh the night before our just, first day at it the park. oozes some
0: sort of chemical into you that it does
1: you feel you get a little cotton mouthy it yep. felt like a little drowsy
0: It's probably the same as Bonine, the same stuff.
1: Or yeah, Dramamine or something. Dramamine. But it was it made such a difference. I usually get so sick.
0: On roller coasters?
1: On something. There's always like one ride that'll just like ruin the whole day for you. Yeah, the
0: time of your life.
1: We rode so many rides. We rode the Incredibles roller coaster probably like eight times or something. Five. We rode the Guardians of the Galaxy, formerly the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Like five times. We were going off and I was not, <laughs> there would be brief moments where I would feel a wave of nausea, but then it would just like, boom, gone. Nothing at all. No sickness. I, I'm like eager to go back and ride Oh, coasters. Jesus. I like roller coasters, Mark.
0: Okay, good.
1: This is, clearly you do too. Your gam is like <laughs> fully extended. <laughs>
0: twitching. Um,
1: twitching. Are with you the not twitching a roller coaster things- guy? Because yeah. I feel like, um,
0: I have no desire to go to, to have fun. No, any of those places, especially the Disney places, just mm. mobs of people and oh, the well, rabble. Let me tell you, Europe has plenty of people. There were mobs of people at various points of that trip, but oh, I'm not going to be doing that anytime soon, Josh. Oh, no, okay. no, 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 but I'm glad you and had a good time. It was fun,
1: Mark. I'll
0: tell you what, we're we're
1: Do already, you? I think we're going to go to Disney World in <sighs> January. Is that
0: Florida? Yeah. So land, I, I, land like, is L.A., Flor- world is Florida? Correct. Well, get there before it's gone.
1: Yeah, I feel like the clock is ticking on that one. Yep, tick tock. But they have some good rides, and Snips, Ari yep. in particular had so much fun. Nice. I, I, I can't remember the last time I've seen him just so ear-to-ear.
0: Oh, happy, so. Okay. Worth
1: it. So we're dying just to experience that again. And Elias had fun in, in the teenager fashion. So... I don't know what
0: that means, but it sounds good.
1: Like a little bit pretending not to enjoy it. Ah, you know. A little
0: moody, a little moody. Oh, just a tiny bit.
1: Lovely, lovely person. Lovely lads. And Mark, you've you've stumbled across something on your... Uh...
0: I, What is this? What is what? I don't know. This is an article I wrote called Outside the Chick-fil-A. What would a world without bullying look like with two men kissing? I was woke before there was woke. What is this? Oh
1: look oh Mark, don't pretend like you didn't plant that there. Don't I don't remember this story us? at all. Oh, it's related to food. I was like, why is this even here?
0: Food tribes and such. Okay.
1: So uh, Mark, you've you've done some publishing as well, it sounds like.
0: What is this? I have? Well, that was ten years ago. I'm 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 looking at the show doc. Gosh. Okay. Okay. I'm being attentive to our audience and giving them some valuable information here. I usually feed you stuff to put in the doc. I don't look at the doc. Well, let's go to the doc because it says, hi, N9K future eventually, to the credit card check. So begins yet another check-in to see if Josh Tyson has updated the SoundCloud account. (laughs) Yeah, I did.
1: I did. It's been (laughs)
0: been (laughs) I I don't believe it. I can
1: see it in your face. Oh, I forgot about that. The the segment that everyone waits for. (laughs)
0: yeah let me go look I'm gonna go look real quick see if you've gone in I can and save you some time <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll just keep doing I can't remember when that flips over oh looks like it's May of next year and nope that's my credit card okay good
1: I'll get to it hours before the switch don't worry about it
0: yeah okay we've done that check-in uh, we can go to the archives if you'd like sure what do we do I can't remember how we do this we just pick a random thing and well I mean we- I
1: was using the Dice, the 2012. We had a lot of different dice that we were using.
0: I just hold the microphone up to it, though. Was that how we technologically pulled this off?
1: Yeah, I think so. We are getting a little lo-fi on that one.
0: Well, you just pick a number and I'll just go.
1: All right. A number between, we're going archive, so between 1 and 100, right? Sure. Let's go with.
0: You pick the one where you think you're going to find gold.
1: A number is calling out to me right now, Mark.
0: Okay, I'm scrolling down to get to these areas.
1: Wait, it looks like an infinity symbol. That can't be right. Oh wait, wait. I'm turning my head. Oh, it's an eight.
0: It's eight. an eight. Eight. And then what is that? What are you seeing? What is that? There's so many good good. It's eights. like its arm is extended.
1: It's a boner. Hold. Oh, it's like a gam. Oh, it's a seven. Eighty-seven.
0: Eighty-seven. What is going on with your leg? Josh, that episode is called Gwyneth. Oh. So
1: probably lots of goop. Could be some goop. Uh probably deris- derisive content,
0: maybe. Well, let's see if I click on this. But
1: well, now wait, now we need a timestamp. Right? Outro
0: just- is by do easy tassiomancy. Oh, that's a good one. The episode is subtitled How to Live Part Four.
1: Oh, it was part of our How to Live series. <laughs> I don't remember our how to live. I house. think in leading up to that, there's like a Wendell Berry episode that was really oh, good. That'd be great. It opens with like a audio clip of him speaking. We were Oh, I remember we that. We were in full collage mode yeah, on the Wendell we, we Wendell's Berries. I think it was called Wendell's <laughs> Berries. <laughs> Let's see. Um So Gwyneth. What
0: oh God, it's freaking out. There we go.
1: How much do you remember That's how much she was coming. being sued for by the guy who claimed that she ran into him on skis?
0: Uh, I know that she won and got a dollar.
1: Right, but what was he looking for? Yeah. Because that could be our time stamp.
0: Okay, you want me to look that up? Sure. Your keyboard. Gwyneth, Gwyneth. I think it's Gwyneth,
1: not Gwyneth.
0: Gwyneth, Gwyn.
1: Gwyn. You're thinking of Fred Gwynn. I'm thinking of Gwyneth I'm Paltrow, of Herman Munster. It's Gwyneth, isn't it? It's not Gwyneth. It's Gwyneth.
0: Oh my God, Gwyneth. G W Y N E T H. Gwyneth. Gwyneth Paltrow lawsuit. Uh, uh he is seeking three hundred thousand dollars.
1: So that episode is not, not three hundred minutes long. Let's just go for the even thirty. Thirty, 30 minutes. In. Thirty minutes in. What's I like, going I on? I like your style, Josh. Don't forget to hold the mic up to the
0: speakers. This episode is only 42 minutes long. Oh, so we're creeping up on the end. And there's an outro, so let's see here. Okay, okay.
1: Oh, this is the intro, I think. Is this you? Probably. Some weird thing I made.
0: Mm -hmm. It was part of our How to Live series. Oh, we're eating? Hashtag no makeup (laughs) for my (laughs) four. According to Handler's recollection, Paul.
1: Well, she seems to live on her own planet in this like a black black licorice.
0: Hey, you, you stump. As you are. There's <laughs> no delicate way. Challenge. What about it, though? She failed at it, 34. but she. 34 percent of the way there. Here we go. But she didn't beat herself up when she couldn't finish Listen
1: it. Listen to this. My perspective has been forever altered by how difficult it was to eat wholesome, nutritious food on that budget, even for just a few days. A challenge that forty-seven million Americans face every day, week, and year empathy the lesson
0: here is empathy
1: a few takeaways from the week
0: is this coming through at all in the mic yeah
1: okay we're that vegetarian staples like dried beans and rice go a long way and we were able to come up with a few recipes on a super tight budget what a nasty woman <laughs> what are you up to really enjoying that aren't you
0: haven't you seen that though that people are taking <laughs> it over no i know all about the nasty women well he said nasty it, woman. yeah i'm using it that way okay in
1: the progressive sense. What a sense. nasty woman. What a nasty little man you
0: are. There. <laughs> well, I think is this is a Trump reference. It must be a Trump reference.
1: Yeah, I think. What was this? Well, because he called uh, Hillary a nasty woman. Yeah, and I think she, she like turned it and tried to t- pivot it, pivot, turn it into a positive.
0: This is six years ago this episode was made. You dug right into a nice, meaty, boring part of the episode. What do you mean we're talking about empathy?
1: I think. What
2: did you just say
1: empathy? I think empathy? I remember what the story was. Right? Didn't Gwyneth Paltrow try and like eat on a small budget for a week? Your memory is great. Was it her though? Was this whole episode Gwyneth, or was it like a reporter? That was probably her.
0: Do I? Do we? Is there any chance in hell I have a show doc going back to episode eighty?
1: Well, if it's your Google, it's cloud, not on probably Me- not, not on Medium, right? It would be in Google, I think. Back oh, then, we would know. do. Oh, yeah, I know how you are. We because of you and your obsessive <laughs> oh, deleting I gotta, of I stuff. Keep it. It's about it is, which is what Foster Wallace was She's about. She's not so just det- detached;
0: she can't empathize. No, and I mean maybe this was a calculated. Maybe the depth of intellect. It's it's hard to match Foster Wallace or Saunders or Wendell Berry oh. for that matter. Sure is. Wendell Berry, this is very this is
1: you find this boring. I'm annoyed with myself.:
0: <laughs> But you know what? The same spirit. Well, she's not right a poet. there in that food stamp challenge.: Yeah, I mean, she's not a poet or a writer.
1: And however, like yeah, I'll, I'll and delusional written. she might she's seem poetry.:
0: She's written some poetry, I
1: think so. she bet. probably leaves that to her ex-husband, hubby.: oh.
0: Yeah, that's got to be Gwyneth.
1: Yeah, because if we're talking about Chris Martin, you love Chris Martin his poetry tends to fall a little flat. <laughs> wow! Was, uh, one of those notes was <laughs> <laughs> Where did you wander off to? Um, all right, bring it home. Let's listen to this. Gwyneth Paltrow hopes yeah. that one day no one knows she was even involved with Goop. So, mm. uh, in order to build what? The- oh, is she like world building? It's it's like an empire that oh, outgrows her.
0: Redmill here. Pop, like that. That build the, build the
1: th- what the hell are we talking about? I think well think of Bob's Red Mill. I mean Bob is the face of it, but it's it's so much bigger than Bob. Bigger than Bob. The, the Grain Man, the Grain Master. organic. Oh, I like this song. You know this song? Tessio O'Mancy.
0: Well, I think this is a better uh, this is a better
1: segment if we uh Well, you seem underwhelmed by our,
0: <laughs> our little Giant. I don't know. I don't need to hear what I was pontificating about six years ago about Gwyneth. Uh, At least you remember the story, though. I don't even remember that story. We were using her to figure out how to live.
1: Well, I think she was positioning herself as someone who could give you advice on how to do so successfully, happily. Uh, by our tone, I'm guessing that we were we were quite skeptical of Goop. Usually, but are. we were very. Uh, empathetic-ish and forgiving of I hope so however out of touch that article might have seemed I don't know I can and we
0: called her a nasty woman as a compliment
1: well you I did you called her I called you a nasty little man (laughs) nah Um, thank you so hey not much has changed Mark we're still just back we're at the mics we're on the mics
0: speaking of mics chopping it up what speaking of mics tech crunch that no, 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 Crunch! What? Blue owned the consumer podcast mic market. Now the brand is being phased out. Mike we know a, a thing or two about blue microphones. Look at you
1: dropping stuff! Did you just put that in, or is this uh, weeks ago? Weeks, weeks, weeks ago. Yeah, I remember blue mics. I actually have how many? We have room. we have several of them. We had three snowball mics: yeah. two in the white colorway, one jet black, and <laughs> each one had its own little weird idiosyncrasies. <laughs> one of them like the, the, uh, there was always like a little hum or something, like a little
0: Yeah, some of them had bad connections. Some of them the little some of them selector wouldn't work.
1: Some of them uh and it was always like if something was not working with them, you had to troubleshoot because it could either be the mic or those cables that cables. that uh, fail quite often. But I also remember one of the mics, I think it was the White mic, because one of the white mics had like the tri selector switch, so you could. There were three different audio settings, and the three other one did voicings. not. Yeah. I think it was the one that was static, stopped working. Right. So I just put it in a drawer, and then in a pinch we needed it. Needed another mic. I grabbed it, plugged it in, it was working. Yeah. So Gosh. they're they're like haunted these mics. They're strange mics, and then I have one of their Yeti uh. mics. It belongs to One Reach AI, but it's in the other room, and I use it for the. Invisible Machines podcast.
0: I'll have to... What is... The the Yeti's not the Snowball? What's the Yeti? Oh,
1: it's the... It's made by the same company. But it's a...
0: It's a... Tube.
1: Tube shape? Sort of, yeah. Oh, what was that? Oh, yeah, yeah, no. So what you want to do is subscribe to Invisible Machines wherever you get your podcast.
0: Blue Microphones was ahead of the game.
1: New episodes dropping every
0: week. The first Snowball was released all the way back in 2005 as the company was celebrating its 10th birthday. Within a few years, the USB mics were everywhere. They were effectively synonymous with the nascent world of amateur podcasting and became a go-to for first-time content creators uploading video to a brand new site called YouTube.
1: Now, I don't know much about amateur podcasting because I think we've been doing it professionally this whole time, but...
0: All I know is not that,
1: the sharpest tool in our kit. That
0: is a historical document about the trend, the major trends affecting a culture, and we were at the forefront of that.
1: So wait, so you say an
0: historical,
1: not a historical? <laughs> yes, I do. Why? Because that's appropriate. No, it's not. If you're writing it out, you say do you do you write
0: an historical? Sometimes. I think it's a historical. <laughs> no nope. it's not a vowel. It's confusing. Ask Dave. A historical has its own meaning. What? Yeah, like asexual, ahistorical. That's if it's one word. Yeah, but you can't, if I'm just saying, talking to you, you can't know the difference. How often are people talking
1: about <laughs> ahistorical things? Anyway, um, interesting choice, Mark. Interesting
0: choice. Yep, it is an historical document.
1: Wait, was that, that from we the helped, article? Or was the,
0: no, that was you. That was just you riffing. Yeah, we created that movement. You're like a jazzer, bro. <laughs> I am a jazzer. Elias would be proud. Oh, it's time for the interlude, and then we just have two more. This is a light Oh, dude. dude. Oh god.
1: I can't believe I oh, did no. such a good job of You give me a give me some gold mine? I'm unveiling something for you, Mark. Well t- give me the title so I can put it in the dock here. The title is Nitro Rain, but R E I G N. Artist is Elias Earl. <laughs> uh huh. Featuring Dr. Greg Harris Ooh. on keys. Um, this, so I'm, I'm doing an interesting thing here, Mark. As you know, the the intro music we've been using for quite a while now.
0: Elias Earl has a feeling of like an old time jazzer. Kind of does, right?
1: Right. Um, so we've been using a song that he made in garage band, sort of haphazardly. Who has? 15 years ago. We have the thing where it's like hot oh, balls. Oh, right. That was just them screwing around. In GarageBand, so now we have a. I'm introducing <gasps> our new
0: theme music. Oh, I love as it. the interlude well, in this episode. That's fine, but before you do that, and I'm not suggesting we go back. There was a moment in time where we had a different one
1: for about three or four episodes. Remember we recorded something? No, no, that one lasted a long time. It was. It was literally you played like four notes and <laughs> okay. I hit a gong. It wasn't like it was some grand achievement. Oh, that's right. Okay. Now this is an achievement. Okay. This one. This is one where we're gonna we're gonna want to leave a long intro. You know, and kind of like.
0: Let it breathe. Okay.
1: I think you'll like this, Mark. So I'm excited uh, to hear it. It's coming up here. In just a couple seconds. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't want to drag it, you know, it's because then sometimes I drag it too far and then it comes in too quickly. Uh-oh. But right now Rain, you heard it here first. Rain. New theme music for a revitalized Nine Thousand.
0: I kind of like
1: that. Uh, Stay cool out there. I feel like this this couches us in a more mature but groovy oh, way. That's
0: right. We've entered our middle age.
1: We're in our Grammichi stage. <laughs> <laughs> Comfort is king, Mark.
0: Oh, that's going to be my show subtitle. Um, sorry, wonderful song. Isn't that nice? Good job. Uh, kudos, applause to the performers and musicians and writers. Well, wow. I'm confused because I my Wi-Fi is here, and I'm on the Yeast Lords network. <laughs>
1: good, good.
0: But it occurs to me that I have so many others here that may not exist. Do you still have a Big Buns bubble? So Big Buns bubble isn't really a Wi-Fi network per
1: se. It's actually an, an airport. Like when, remember the Apple airport okay. towers? It's one of those, and I, that's what I plug my... Um, what are they? External hard drives into.
0: What about Haberberger? What? I got a network here. This is, these are old networks that I have connected to. Haberberger. That's, I don't think that network exists. Tropolis
1: No longer exists. Yes. Ah. <laughs> Sudden onset puberty.
0: Hey, guys. Okay, got it. Good enough.
1: Yeah, it's an exciting time to have networks all right <laughs>
2: What the fuck
0: does that mean? That's a terrible comment. Oh, that's the stupidest thing I heard. Okay. <laughs> speaking I, I don't of, think it merits that hearty of a reaction. Speaking of, speaking of exciting times to have networks, Josh, to the machines, Steve Nori on LinkedIn. Oh, uh, yeah. Coming from you, I have an AI based laser herbicide and weed remover out in the world. No chemicals, just shooting them with a laser gun. What is that? Oh, I know what that is.
2: <laughs>
0: oh my God, I love that, Was that all him?
1: Uh, the chicken was me. You did the chicken that we and brought in. the then I think the we merged in his akakak it was It was Greg's eggs. It was, that was a Greg's egg intro. I was just looking, because, you know, I like to toggle on oh and off various God. sound cues to surprise you with.
0: Can we, here, we have to do this. We need to just excerpt that moment from this show and send it to Greg as a reminder of what, what we used to do with. Uh,
1: I I think when I talked to him last I.
0: I told Greg's him. Eggs?
1: Like, well, he was telling me about his garage. He has a huge cathedral of a garage with polished concrete floors. Well,
0: did you talk to him in his office? That's where he does a Did you zoom him or what? We zoomed. Uh that's, with he was that in crazy his kitchen, o- though. He was making oh. oatmeal.
1: That's that's why I have, I have
0: him in a he has an office up in the garage yeah. full of full of the decor and I can't remember fun why he stuff. wasn't
1: in there, but uh two. So you have his Namastalian socks. Yes, I do. Which I didn't have. So he sent me a couple of pair. Oh, I God. gave one pair to Elias. And then he sent me Papalian Tell him socks. those. It is a Pope alien. Yep. Might be his boldest sock yet. <clears throat> so he sent me two pairs of those too. And I gave one to Ari. Oh, okay. Because he, he goes to Catholic school. <laughs> you know, we are not Catholics, but I'm sure he come. was drawn to it. Okay, good. You know, so Greg. Greg's eggs. Greg, like a fine wine.
0: Such a great. Everything about
1: Greg just gets better.
0: Q is such a. That's a trip down memory lane. Yep.
1: So I love the socks.
0: Now, why am I looking at this AI article? Oh, you know, I
1: just. (laughs) I I saw something involving food, and when (laughs) I see things that involve food
0: and especially farming, do you know this Steve Norrie? He is a global tech evangelist and a founder, and a 1 million plus followers, and a keynote speaker.
1: As a fellow tech evangelist, I don't know him personally, but I feel like we have a
0: connection, right? And there's a lovely video here. It looks like we were out in the field. We are lasering off weeds.
1: So I just, I wanted to see, Mark, is this something that's on your radar? No. Are you excited about the prospects? Is this
0: real, or is this all a prototype? It looks pretty real. It's like... Somehow I mean, it could be AI identifying w- it's identifying weeds among the crop and it is lasering them off. That's pretty cool.
1: What a glorious world we live in, Mark.
0: I guess if... So while we're on the it topic... It just always makes me think, no matter what the solution... there's what This is requires a ton of energy to pull off, right? I guess okay, so, so we're not throwing herbicides on it, but we got to create more oil or whatever, there's just... Well, couldn't
1: those... I mean, there's got to be a world where a machine that big could just be covered in solar panels and run itself.
0: Well, maybe That world doesn't
1: seem too far off. I hope not. It seems like it could be right now, but there's just stupid stuff in the way.
0: Who is this guy? You founder... Oh, he's a founder and board member of Generative AI. That's why you know him. Founder at AI for Diversity. Chief AI evangelist at WAND. A thought leader at the Forbes Technology Council. Those are all the present functions. Well, maybe I'll see. Is he on your show? He hasn't been on invisible machines. Get him on the Oh, but I think he's in Australia. That's going to be a time zone.
1: Mark, recently, the episode that came out yesterday, yeah. Rob and I chatted with Dr. Leroy Hood. I know Leroy Hood. Quantified self. Yeah. Human genome project.
0: Yeah. Well, he, well, but he, well, he
1: created the piece of technology. It was like a gas. I. 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 Right? It's, okay. it's okay. It was like a gas phase sequencer or something that that made. Okay. The sequencing of the human genome possible.
0: Well, that's Craig Venter has the acclaim for that moment. He may have participated for sure, but I know him as the. What did he had? He had that pilot program where they took a hundred people and. Oh. Oh. You didn't talk about this?
1: No, we talked about... Well, he and his... He, this guy who he's worked with for many years, Nathan Price. I Dr. talk to Nathan, Nathan all the time.
0: I know Nathan Price. You do? Yes.
1: Okay, well, he was the one who... I, I didn't mention your name. I probably Thor- should have. They
0: both work at... Uh, in- ISB.
1: Institute for Systems, Systems Biology.
0: Biology. Nathan is also... Uh, Thorne, Thorne uh,
1: Medical Tech.
0: Thorne Reese, Health Tech.
1: Health Tech. They, they <sighs> co-authored a new book called... The age of scientific wellness. Yep, I
0: mean, and it's
1: all that. about moving healthcare. Uh, they they talk about the four P's. Do you know the four P's? Absolutely. All right. Predictive, personalized, preventative, precision. No, uh, that's predictive. Wait, crap! I right. knew them all. I had them all memorized. Yeah. I had to come up with them on the fly. They are
0: they are key figures in the personalized health movement. But the company that I am helping the most these days, the Buckwheat Crew, of course. Is Dr. Jeff Bland, who they know quite well.
1: I should have I should have dropped your name, Mark. I just asked. We were talking about Boulder, and I said I had a friend who worked uh, New Hope.
0: You should have. No, he
1: mentioned a guy that he knew who lived in Boulder, and I quickly Bob Roundtree. Yeah, I quickly looked up Bob Roundtree on LinkedIn, saw that at one point he was.
0: You should have mentioned Jeff Bland.
1: I probably should have, Mark. Next time. They well, let me tell you what I know. You're going to listen to the episode in the car on the way home, but it, we they had so much fun. We had a blast. Oh, nice. Like they, they actually their thinking, um, systemic thinking on like technology and automation is really far ahead of the curve of a lot of like oh, enterprise great. companies that are trying to wrap their head around this stuff. It was really cool.
0: Well, so the the research that they done they have done is groundbreaking. And Leroy Hood is, I can't remember what he called it, but he took like 100 people and like quantified the hell out of them. Like, we're going to measure all your biomarkers and do this personalized stuff and try to see if we can change your health outcomes. They built a company called Ereval out of that that is no longer around. Um, But Jeff Bland was one of those hundred and is also sort of a, I mean, Leroy Hood's an older gentleman gentleman too, but they, they, anyway, Um, uh, Thorne is an interesting discussion. Here we go. They could because they were a supplement company that sold professional grade line of products to doctors and healthcare people. You couldn't buy them on the shelf; you got them through your chiropractor or whatever. Um, A gentleman named Paul Jacobson orchestrated an acquisition of that business, and he's coming out of the banking world. and He's done over the past ten years; he's tried to create this sort of omics based health tech like you said, ahead of the curve transition for that brand out of just instead of just being a supplement company. They're publicly they're publicly traded now, blah blah blah. Jury's out. But there you go. I mean I I think it's interesting to see because I think, you know, people will look at it and go, can you make money doing it? Of course it's a good idea to do all these at home testing kits and use AI and machine learning and all this kind of stuff around health. Nobody's been able to like turn it into a lucrative business yet. What well, requires
1: systemic change, too, right? Like oh, the, everything does. But I mean, the health system here in America is all set up around. Disaligned. It's not about treating root causes. It's about dealing, like giving people medicine so they can live with their sickness instead of trying to prevent That's it in the first right. place. That's right. So I think their gambit Get is. Get ahead I, of it. I can't remember it's similar to what you're talking about with the hundred. They're ideating.
0: You bet they are.
1: Actually, they're way past ideating. They're in action right now, but they're doing, well, you'll have to listen to the podcast. It's not coming yeah, out right
0: now, the, but I don't know what there is. ISB still a thing that they're actively involved in or is ISB is still going because Nathan is the, I think he's chief technology officer. He's like, Chief Science Officer, maybe he's an executive. I think at that other company, which you would think takes a lot of time, but I don't know.
1: Well, and I remember from our conversation too. Like systems biology is similar in a lot of ways to the kind of technology ecosystems that we describe yeah, it's in our a book. Good match for you. Yep. It was a thrilling conversation, but I think one thing I remember a takeaway was that.
0: Ah, yeah, but I, I you think what they're that.
1: hoping will happen is that they can make such a breakthrough mm. with a, with a like a an illness, yeah. like with cancer or something, that it will be impossible for the medical industry not to restructure itself and follow suit.
0: Because the economics
1: work. Because people will, like, oh, this is possible. I run a
0: healthcare system, and I spend $500 billion a year managing cancer side effects or whatever. And by spending 20 bucks on this supplement or food plan or whatever, I my business is better. That's what kind of the incentives have to get there. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the goodwill of like I want people to live longer and feel better. Nobody cares. Wow.
1: It's <laughs> a jaded
0: jaded guy over there. I, that's interesting though to hear because the the stepwise, like we we know it should work, right? Like if we measure all the stuff going on in you and use machines and algorithms to connect that to diet and supplements and lifestyle and exercise. We could come up with this personalized plan for you do this and it might help. We think it should help, but well, that's a long game. That's not, I just cured cancer by figuring out.
1: So I think in their book, they talk about how you would have, Your your relation to wellness would be different. You'd Mm. you'd you'd exist in states of wellness, and then there might be transitionary periods. Oh, nice! Where you know, preventatively they've identified that you might be at risk for something, and so you would make changes to your diet, supplements, medicine, whatever, to transition away from that outcome and back into a area of wellness. And that death from sickness should it. Happen would be more rare and would probably be quick. Like it would be like something happened that was just like catastrophic. Right. So you'll be living longer lives. And we talked a lot about the difference between like healthier
0: health span. Your health span would increase. Yes. And your your, lifespan is different than your health span.
1: And you could be living in a world where like chronological age is less relevant than your biological age.
0: You are buzzing the words now, buddy.
1: Longevity. That is a hot topic. Yeah. Uh and I was picking up everything they were putting down. It's great conversation. It's a lot Subscribe of Subscribe to Invisible
0: Machines. That's what we're one of the Better things. Better
1: yet, Mark, if you want to get a look at us having a conversation. Oh, go to YouTube. You can go to the Invisible Machines YouTube channel. I will watch that one. You should watch it. They uh it was great. I
0: will watch that one and I will get it into this company I'm helping. We're all we're all a buzz about AI and we're looking for ways to Oh,
1: you got to show them this episode. I'm going to show them this episode. And then you got to start showing them other episodes. Are they <laughs> interested in training large language models? No. Nope. For proprietary use? No. Nope. Then they probably won't want to watch <laughs> season two, episode two, with Jonathan Frankel of Mosaic Machine Learning, which was recently acquired I for think any, $1.3 billion. Anything that Martin,
0: connects to health or consumer products or food or...
1: That's where that's where we're. Or
0: conversational design, maybe. I mean, who knows? <laughs> hey,
1: hey, 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 if you know any, actually, Mark.
0: So one of the things that you may or may not have talked about, but is related to this, is these idea of clocks. Mm. You, people are creating these clocks using biomarkers and your genes and, algor- and large data sets to say, "Yeah, you are forty-five years old." But your biology, you're like you're living like a 35-year-old. Or your immune system is only 35 years old Ooh. instead of 55 years old. Or your gut is you, these clocks that can hone in on how you're actually performing and what your true health is. So lots of different clocks. Clocks. Remember clocks. Clocks. Anyway. I think that's mark- all I got. I don't, do I have anything else on this episode? Well, I have a
1: question for you. Oh, God. Natch Rancher Tyler... Wells.
0: Oh, I just have corporate development.
1: He was talking about one thing they do in their restaurant is they don't use any seed oils. Interesting. They cook everything in either butter or high quality extra virgin olive oil. Okay. And their operational costs are significantly higher because of that, but they're committed to it. He, so what is a seed oil that they would
0: use? Peanut?
1: Well- I
0: think he, he said basically
1: every almost every restaurant you go to, and anything they cook has probably like yeah, like some sort of seed oil. Yeah. Maybe olive oil is cut with seed oil. Maybe they're just using a seed oil. Even if they're using expensive seed oils, he was talking about seed oils like they should be never touched. I was like, would you? What about toasted sesame oil? Are you going to use that in your ramen? He's like, maybe a drop. <laughs> but I didn't get the chance to like get the full answer on why seed oil is so oh, I don't, deadly Mark. So I'm turning to you now. I don't have a, you haven't done I mean, I, I, seed I, oil research. Well,
0: I have the flip side of that, which is what, I mean, I think it's related, which is if you are, if you are, you are looking at kind of unhealthy fats and coming out of carb based stuff instead of healthy fats from olive oil I'm surprised he's not cooking with like duck, duck fat or like lard like these these traditional unprocessed mm. Well, I mean butter I mean butter for sure and you probably I guess get lard a- is more unprocessed well, I mean think about I'm thinking about epic right with their meat bars and then they came out with lard and uh, broths, bone broths, and stuff like that. That's it's all related. That you're trying to get something that's not tinkered with. That's kind of a whole foody thing, and is full of health. Is full of fat, healthy fat.
1: Lard is full of healthy fat. Well, that's I mean, news to me. I mean, I
0: don't. I wouldn't call it healthy fat, and it's probably too much of it. But like, what about a high? Why odiate? people drink whole milk again? Now you don't wouldn't know this, but instead of the two percent. There's this there's this fringe theory that if... Well, shouldn't it be unpasteurized too? Your brain especially, well, I mean, that's a whole different thing, maybe, um, that your body is craving a certain level of fat because your brain lives on it, right? It's mm-hmm. all fat. And in the absence of you feeding it that, because you're on these diet products and low-carb product, like low products, like low-fat products, low-fat was a huge thing, right? For decades. Yeah. yeah. Your body seeks it out in other, like, in junk food. There's a trace amount of it in here, so give me, like, a lot of Oh,
1: that. yeah, I'm going to eat a bunch of
0: chips. I'm going to eat more than a serving because I'm trying to get fat out of it. Because we took we, all the fat out. We've talked about this, So what you just this, described right? like- is olive oil and butter, you're putting fat back in. Healthy fats.
1: Healthy fats. But That's I've- the
0: macro trend, Josh.
1: I mean, you've effectively dodged my question of why <laughs> seed oils are bad, yeah. so I applaud I don't
0: you have, for that. Yeah, I don't have, like, a specific... I just never Depends on before. the seed. I don't have any problem with sesame seed oil. Well, but I, I would no, never, like, cook, like, amount, a lot of stuff in it, because it's got too too strong a flavor.
1: See, I love deep-frying things. <laughs> the, <you> know, toasted <laughs> well, sesame oil. Well, that's expensive, oil. too. Uh, it doesn't matter. The cost is irrelevant to me when it comes to deep-frying in toasted sesame oil. Um...
0: Yeah, I haven't I mean, heard of that's interesting. I'll have to dig in and pay attention. Like if seed-based oils, it
1: was the first thing I first time I'd heard about it for a minute, I was like, "Is this just happening in L.A.?" Is this a lot you know, of like things? One of those a one of those stereotypical start. L.A. things. Like now we're afraid of seed oils. I mean, I know that certain seed oils are to be avoided, but uh, what are like seed oils? And should you avoid like them? High oleic sunflower oil was okay or something, right?
0: Well, uh, here. Well, these oils can be a healthy source of fat, some varieties are better choices than others. See, what am I looking at? Vegetable and seed oils. Uh, common vegetable oils, safflower, soybean, canola. Those are all seed oils, I believe. As that's called. Technically, this, right? It appears that this is making a distinction between vegetable and seed. Let's see what the seed is. Demon seed. We know about omega-6. 1977. Healthy. Where's seed? Are they doing seed oils? Directly These oils are easily oxidized. Directed by Donald Camel. Sometimes high in trans fats. Okay, they're not distinguishing. Streaming now on Criterion.com. So seed, what did you just say? <laughs> Demon seed. <laughs> Demon seed. So I guess seed and vegetable oil the same. Uh, consider limiting plant oils high in omega-6. Soybean, corn, cottonseed, sunflower, peanut, sesame, rice bran. Maybe he's worried about omega-6s.
1: Because you want the omega twelves, right?
0: Avocado and a, you want a balance between avocado. you want threes. Avocado, avocado and olive oil are both excellent choices. All right, so he's, it's just how you're describing it. Oh, they are often labeled heart healthy and recommended as an alternative to sources of saturated fat, such as butter, lard, and tallow. See, I think that's the tr- one of the trends. Maybe it's old now, but is not fear fat so much. Cook with butter instead of like margarine and olive oil yeah as an upgrade from other like canola
1: yeah what do you think about earth balance mark do you like that stuff
0: we actually buy that and have some I?
1: I, I've stopped buying that and I buy this other brand because they have sustainably sourced palm oil instead of just palm oil
0: well the problem with some of that was it, it was kicking off a little bit of trans fat which is no no but I think they may have fixed that I don't know Maybe, maybe not. Look yeah. at the look at the label. I guess I could read the label.
1: I've been <laughs> I've been trained to do that. I yeah. The relationship to fat I, is I an interesting. I don't interesting read labels one.
0: anymore that much. I don't. I just don't.
1: You don't care. It feels like
0: there's bigger problems, right?
1: Than like whether than or not. what you're putting in your face hole.
0: Yeah. Like if I'm gonna go out, step outside, and burn up one day, who cares what I put in my face uh, hole?
1: I see. I see.
0: Or if I'm just—that's wa- the
1: pessimist I'm just Mark. waiting
0: for my house to flood or burn up. What you know, I got bigger problems than worrying about. Yeah, but Mark, that's, I'm out there digging a moat.
1: That's exactly it- the kind of abstraction that shouldn't be going on. That's not living in the present. You Good should job, be living Marsh. in the present and making cogent health decisions about what you're ingesting, Mark. Well, you're right about that. Me and my polyp. You had a polyp in your pooper,
0: Mark. <laughs> a pooper polyp. I don't think that's uncommon. No, I wouldn't think so. But it, it does bug me that my better half had none, and now you had none. Which better half are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it!
1: Uh, mine was like just crystal clear. I, th- I saw glistening. some of the photos. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was glistening. Just Just the most vibrant pink you've ever seen, Mark.
0: Yeah, mine looked a little cloudy and dark. Well,
1: I think it's your mindset from what I'm gathering. It's my mindset. At the end of this episode, you you said that instead of making healthy food choices, you're just worrying about fires and floods. Pretty much. Which is like very kind of like biblical era thinking, isn't it? Yeah. We're in the end times, perhaps. Yeah. Or, I mean, we've got laser powered weeding now and we've got (laughs) the four Ps. We're moving closer to the four Ps. There are things to be optimistic about. Oh sure. And like, I think a lot of people are like scared about uh, birth rates declining in developed countries. Oh, but to me, uh, that's a good news. Yeah, I don't see why that's so. Like, that's like Elon Musk is so. Well, look at you.
0: You went to L.A. and re- I don't know about your other friends, but the two ranchers I know of, no kids there, right? Yeah,
1: um, some of our friends, two of our other couple friends, though, have two kids apiece.
0: Yeah, but I don't think I had. Do I have any friends that don't have kids? I have one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who, Joe Wenderoth? Uh, he uh, has kids. Oh, he has kids. I have one friend from high school with no kids. He's still a single man. I think everybody from college has kids. How's his kids. diet?
1: Is he worried or is he eating well?
0: Uh, I don't think he focuses much on his diet.
1: Really? What's he focused on? Uh, the bachelor lifestyle? <laughs> no. He's playing Call of Duty Special Ops?
0: Yeah, getting by. Getting by? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's a hard worker. He's a very hard worker.
1: These are all warning signs to me, Mark. I think you need to check in on your friend. A hard worker. He's stressing himself out. He's oh, just he's barely getting out. by.
0: He's stressed out.
1: Is he playing Call of Duty Special Ops in his spare time with an online he's... community? Of... I don't
0: think so. Incels. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I wasn't going to go there, but hopefully not.
0: Uh, Q Q Qers. What do you call it if you're a follower of Q? Just a Qer. Just uh... Q an honor. Questionable judgment. There's some. I'm sure there's terms for it. All kinds of insider jargon. Show you're in the know. Oh, you're wrapping up.
1: Me? No, I was taking a deep breath. Mark, I've so enjoyed catching up again with you, Mark. It's it's just doesn't seem right that this only happens every couple of months.
0: Well, we can get back into because the energy
1: is still there. It's palpable, and now I feel like with Nitro Rain bringing us in and out of each episode. We have an opportunity, I think, to mature a little bit, to grow into ourselves. Slow down. Be a little bit slower, Slow down. Go a little bit (laughs) (laughs)
0: slower. Yeah, a little little slower. Look at me, look at me, look at me.
1: Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't Don't listen to this. Don't listen to this.
0: Don't listen to this crap.
1: Do as you have been doing and don't listen to this. (laughs) To anyone who hasn't listened to this yet, keep it up. There's nothing you want to hear here. Here, here, here. Put it here. I say put it on the background and don't pay attention. Hear, here Let me ask you a question, Mark. I'm ready. Anyone for tennis? Wouldn't that be nice? Anyone want to bat a ball? ball?
0: (laughs) I say, old man, (laughs) let's volley. That's what I want to do is get the band back together. We should just record a song somehow. Yeah, if only we still had a
1: full lyric list of anyone for tennis. If
0: I can come up with that in a heartbeat.
1: Well, what that was was interesting because I was like looking through my emails. That's like, what was, was interesting. I was like, I noticed this is someone my emails, and <laughs> well, I'm, no, I'm searching. I'm on my drink. And what do I find? An invitation from a much younger Mark Brush to, to, an, a, to a Google Doc and anyone for tennis Google Doc. I'm so like, oh, so your
0: yes. Google archives. So you archive all your mail. I just have my. I
1: don't archive it. It's just sitting in my inbox unread, going all the way back to like you have an that kind of three or something.
0: It's just in the inbox.
1: I don't delete a lot of stuff,
0: so it's never deleted.
1: I hang on to it because every once in a while, I'm like trying to remember something that I like a topic I might have taught, just things like songs, documents, weird things I might Comes have shared up
0: in your inbox.
1: That's and I just searched my my email inbox, and I can usually find the transmission. In this case, I found the link to a Google Doc that you had created, and then for whatever reason, probably not a good one,
0: deleted. I have no idea where that would be. What? Where would I have created that and put that in your Google Drive, man? In my Google Drive, man? Yes,
1: man. It was there was the link to the thing, and then it was like this. I know, file but it no longer exists. I mean, like, I have why?
0: I have some sense of my Google Drive, and clearly, it, it has been organized in different ways over the years. And there's never been a time where I think I had like lyrics or no. You
1: had you created a document. I believe you. As part of your rigorous twice a day. Google Drive well, I've always
0: So I've ma- I've made I continue to make fun of Red Twist who has 3000 plus unread emails in her inbox. Unread emails? Unread. And yet no polyps. <laughs> Shut the fuck. Up. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but my point I think they're unread because they're junk or she doesn't But a similar approach, right? I'm not deleting my inbox. Therefore, you don't even have to worry about. It. You can always find it because it never gets purged from your inbox.
1: I don't leave a lot of unreads, though. I'm a little concerned about Jenny now. now I think it's
0: promotional stuff that she doesn't have just to just delete it.
1: You can't yeah, she doesn't do that. I don't. Sometimes I gauge like
0: you open up her phone, and look at her mail. There's that little red badge for three thousand plus.
1: <laughs> oh, that would cause me stress. Well, there you go. But also, and yet no. I think ups. Jenny <clears throat> Red Twist is living in a world where we're moving beyond. The inbox, the email inbox.
0: I think you're right about She's that. She's
1: at the cutting edge. I think I've described this scenario before, but...
0: She's not entering her Grimici phase.
1: No, but I mean in a world where... She's entering her
0: black tight jeans phase. She never left it. She's staying in it.
1: The- She's in those uh, Ben Ben Sherman skinny jeans I found at... Uh, yep. Neiman Marcus Last Call. Oh, boy. Man, I like that place. The
0: shopping patterns of the Haberberger household would be...
1: I mean, I know you've probably been to Nordstrom Rack. I personally haven't, but I know what it is. Really? Yeah.
0: You'd rather just go shop at Old
1: Navy. I don't shop. <laughs> how do, how do, I how do new shirt. clothes end up
0: on your body? I bought this shirt at the school. These shorts
1: are probably 10 years old. Well, so at some point you bought them, or does Jenny buy shorts for you? Does Jenny come home? Does Jenny go out and come home with a bag of clothes and like, uh, occasionally Mark, I got you something. some
0: shorts. It's usually like Costco. <laughs> Like, oh, they had these gym shorts. I'm like oh, perfect.
1: I love gym shorts.
0: <laughs> I love gym shorts. I'll wear those. But I don't to care what work. color they are, what they say on them. Yeah, I need to upgrade. I did have a. I was gonna.
1: I think we need to go shopping, Mark.
0: Josh, I I have a new title. We didn't discuss this.
1: Before. Oh, I meant
0: to bring that up. Because... I am now not the director of brand development, but the director of corporate development. Oh, he did a little not a mic drop, but a, a mic core core drop. drop. I am
1: stunned. <laughs> <laughs> Which. That is like very nearly. That is almost C-suite, right? Because <laughs> I mean, you're director of something. The only the only place to go that's higher is the C-suite, correct?
0: Well, I don't. I don't even know about that.
1: Or could you become the executive hmm, director, VP? Maybe if you're
0: the executive director, is that
1: C-suite executive? The uh,
0: C-suite's a little different. Uh, there is no C-suite at this company. So well, how progressive? There's the, there's the CEO, and then there's a level of people, and I'm one of those people. A C-suite of one. I am one of those people. Well, Congratulations. Thanks. I was one what of those is the, What's the difference between this the, is the point
1: corporate development versus brand development? You did such a good job to start a brand. I'm
0: going to start. It's the way you have. Correct. I, so the brand building piece is going to be about a quarter of my time. Mm, okay. To which I'm adding. Nope. So so think about corporate development. Well, let me close my eyes. All of the ways to. Increase the value of your business. Yes. That really isn't just like straight sales. Okay. Okay. Oh, so
1: so like long-term thinking, not thinking profitability now. Strategy, Josh. An investment in the future of the company. Josh,
0: we're talking about intellectual property. We're One talking that might about not deliver ROI immediately. We're talking about new markets. New markets. We're talking about mergers and acquisitions. Are you talking about new experiences? <laughs> not so much. But if you... heightened
1: levels of experience, <laughs> not just for your customer base, you. <laughs> but also for your team, for your employees, <laughs> automating the tedium out of their lives. Mark, I can kick this sound on here. Uh, or, or... sorry, Mark. Sorry for the interruption. That's all right. I got really carried away talking about brand, My experience or, or the customer, experience. And employee experience, but I'm I'm really I want to hear more about these
0: strategic investments. <laughs> I think the the nut of all this should be the same way that you began to just infect this podcast with futurism <laughs> and AI talk. I want to start to infect it with like corporate raider and like, oh, very nice, yeah, just like corporate raider. Oh, so this is stuff. like
1: so wait, your strat. I was thinking this was more of a soft and considerate strategy, but it's this both. is like bloodlust.
0: No, 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 no. No,
1: <laughs> no other buckwheat company shall survive.
0: <laughs> this, the traditional approach to corporate development would often be at a bigger company. Sure, buying mergers and acquisitions, buying new businesses.
1: Buying or, out your smaller competitors.
0: divesting units of your business. Like, ah, oh, we got to get rid of this line of stuff. Mm. Because it's worth more if we sell it than if we keep it in here. And so you're creating the value of your company. Interesting. Apart from just sales. Okay. But in this day and age, and at a startup like this, let me gam it up.
1: Because you're excited about this new <laughs> position. <laughs> no, I mean, what's exciting about it is that it's... So you're exploring divestments and acquisitions, or not really? You're in a different space.
0: I think... You know one reason I'm excited about this is it gives me another reason to connect with ACAC. There you go. Because it's sort of like, Greg, a big piece of what I got to do here is assess the financial health of this. And like, if I want to buy a company, you guys are, check. I need to be talking to you. You're telling me. You're a me- guy that came from marketing and thinking and strategy and got into finance a little bit. That's kind of what this is. I've been in finance back in the day. Do I want to be financed? Not 100%, but a little bit of it. Okay. So there you are. So you're telling
1: me that Mark Peacock Brush can just. Uh, I can. I, I, he can mosey on into the C suite of what? one and say, you know what? Bland, can, we need to acquire this company. It needs to happen this week. <laughs> I can't do the
0: second part, but I can do the first.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Those are some pretty big britches. Well, we'll see. You, you've grown into them. Look at you.
0: The challenge I've had, Josh, I don't think you have this because you have a local presence. Basically, you know, the lion's share of my time is the, is this buckwheat operation, which which is a very reductive way of describing it. Well, of course, we'll because that. that that
1: is just not even to throw any light at all on the oh. vast array of high quality fish oils
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the real reason it exists. This we want to change the way people think about immunity. The immune health of people and the planet are all related to what we're working
1: on. Oh, wait. Are you talking about systemic change?
0: It it is very systemic.
1: Of course it is. It's the only thing that's going to save us.
0: What was I talking about? Systemic change at every level.
1: Sorry, you were talking about- I don't
0: know.
1: Wait, you were were on. You were good. You were like (laughs) really rolling on something.
0: I was rolling on something. Oh, it was this. Okay. It was- Businesses have inflection points, right? You reach a certain, those little milestones about your sales levels or when you're going to be profitable and around staffing. And so startups, you know, 9 out of 10 don't hit the first milestone. Mm. And then the ones that make it there, 9 out of 10 don't hit, or 6 out of 10 don't hit the next one. We've hit a few milestones, which is good. Yeah. My challenge has always been what's de- how this company has developed. It developed in the pandemic. It is mostly virtual. But four out of the five on the C-suite team uh-huh. are there, and then there's me on a screen. Hey, how you doing? Oh, you've told me about that. They're all kind of. I don't hanging enjoy out. that. It's not. I don't mind a little of it, but what's developed over the is the the five of this this sort of core team having all these meetings every week, where it's sometimes they're in the room together, sometimes they're not, but they can be. I don't think that's an effective way to operationally run your business. And so what's happened when we did this brand uh-huh. is it's like, oh well now we got we got all these changes to the labels that need to be managed and the website has these bugs and you don't want me doing that. I'm out here not full time and I'm not in the room and don't know like what really is bugging you and what's not. So I gotta get I gotta I gotta
1: You gotta move are they in
0: Vermont? I'm not moving to Bainbridge. No, they're, in, they're off of an island off of Seattle. Lovely place. Orca Island? Bainbridge Island, not Orca Island.
1: Isn't there an Orca Island? I don't there? think so. What I is- think Orca Island. There's an island probably not far from where they are that has.
0: Orca Island? Is that a, a famous,
1: famous. There's like a concrete pour skate park there that people. Oh God. Let's look at orca Make island. pilgrimages too. I might have made that name up. I don't think there's
0: an Orca Island. Oh. Uh oh. You son of a bitch. Is oh it one God. of the San Juans? Oh, my God. Josh it is the largest of the San Juans. Wy- orcas. Orcas.
1: Okay, so orcas? I got one letter wrong. Orcas or orcas? Now search Orcas Island Skate Park
0: mm-hmm. and see just... There it is right there. Oh, Mark. Oh, that's an elaborate. I know. That's a beauty. Sorry, didn't mean to be right. <laughs> and is Suck the wind out of your sails. So well, that's enough of that. Just to say that I'm going to try to, yeah. I'm well, you're a all... visionary,
1: and I think what you're experiencing is- Well, I want to is...
0: pretend to be a corporate raider and-
1: <laughs> I, See, I can never, I don't think you're a corporate raider. Yeah, I guess you're right. I gonna think gonna what stick. you are, though, Mark- It's
0: not going to stick.
1: You know what you are? That's something much better and much more critical in this moment. You talk about inflection points. Uh-huh. Let's talk about convergence points. You have powerful technologies converging- Yes, in across industries, that yes. gonna, they they require systemic change to really reach their full potential. And what they need, Mark, or should I call you Ganesh, is a corporate sherpa. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's who I think you are. I think you are a. You're more of a I'm sherpa strap than Strap on that
0: backpack and hike up the hill and sweat my bo right into those. Well, and
1: that's part of the problem is in these pads. remote meeting, meetings. They can't. They don't get the sense. They can't. They can't get that oral. Not. Oral, but aural, right? Like yeah, yeah. Sense of how hard you're working and how much you care, Mark. No, they know that. They'd know it even more if they could smell a little bit of backpack strap sweat. <laughs> I don't want them so to know speak. More. Oh, okay, you're playing it cool. <laughs> you're playing it cool, but I, that doesn't make you any less of a shirt. I think a, that is your there's your a essence. gaping
0: maw of need, and there's my inability to fill that maw. Uh,
1: I, I, I like. Have, gaping I have ma, to draw Mark,
0: lines because I'm not hundred percent.
1: I don't. I don't mean to nitpick because I've Ain't already well I've there. already hit you up on this and historic thing, but gaping ma isn't that a bit redundant? Yes. Thoughts. I agree, but it is evocative. I yeah. see why you chose.
0: I really it. wanted to emphasize the point, and, and that you did,
1: which is really episode what we episode one eighty one for the past one hundred and twenty five minutes. <laughs> Peace, sloth. On what one, one episode one hundred and eighty one of of nine thousand? Your podcast, my podcast, our, future, eventually. our podcast from our future,
0: buying and selling the future. Where things
1: are going to get better, Mark. You're going to be able to focus on the good foods that you need to eat and not worry so much about Maximum fires and optimizing floods. Optimizing
0: value in a better future. For the, a better future. The,
1: fair, the fires and floods will come, mm. Mark. It's, it's about being prepared and ready.
0: And resilient when they do. And there's
1: no better way to do that than to try and exist. Try and spend as much time as you can in the present moment taking care of you and yours.
0: And playing some sweet, sweet jazz.
1: Peace be with you, Mark.
2: Huh, oh, huh, oh.